Ever imagined a life that transcends your wildest dreams and current routine? Do you feel like you're being called to something bigger, greater, or better? Hello, and welcome to the You Are Meant for More podcast. I'm your host, Simona McNeil, and I'm a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, a wife, a mom of five, and an entrepreneur who believes that something divine happens when we choose courage over our comfort zone. Each Thursday, we'll explore what it means to rely on your faith instead of fear, and how to use our trust and belief in God to grow in motherhood, business, and spiritually. We'll explore a wide range of topics, from overcoming fear and shame to finding our true identities. And of course, I'll share some practical tips to unlearn societal norms that have held us back along the way. Together, we'll turn to teachings from the Bible to guide us, empower us, and remind us of our God-given strength. So whether you're taking the first steps towards exploring your calling or seeking inspiration to keep going, this podcast is for you. Join me and let's explore together how we can fulfill our divine purpose. It's time to share your story. All right, so today we are joined by the amazing Rima McFarlane of The Dearest Father. Now, I have known Rima for a few months now, and every time I talk to her, I'm left feeling like I have a deeper understanding of the word and just amazed by her gifts. I could talk about Rima all day long, but I wanted to give her a moment to hop in and give a quick bio before we dive into the rest of today's episode. Hi, listeners. My name is Rima McFarlane. I am the creator of Dearest Father Ministries. It started a couple of years ago with just trying to help people live a more spirit-led life. I had come to a place where when my plate was not that full, I couldn't balance everything on my own. And as life started to become more challenging, having children, getting married, starting careers, like all these things that were on my plate, all of a sudden the balance seemed off and I just really couldn't handle it. And so I leaned a lot into my faith and really letting the Holy Spirit lead me. And I realized that there are a lot of other people that had that same struggle, feeling overwhelmed, feeling overworked, not knowing how to you know, navigate these changes in their lives. And so what I did was I sat down, I prayed about it, and I created this ministry that does mentoring, community-based learning, and also has courses that are self-led to help you really be able to get on that path to living a spirit-led life, to help you have a journey to perfect peace. So we talked about this a little bit last week, and so I thought I'd bring an expert so we could talk about it a little bit more, but the overarching theme of this week's episode is purpose. The title of Rima's talk today is It's Bigger Than Purpose. And I've had the pleasure of going through her course, Pivot Towards Purpose. I am on this journey and learning more about this and learning that purpose is not about me and not about my wants, but God's purpose that he put inside of me when he created me. So I'm so excited to talk to Rima about this today. I know that she has a powerful word. So yeah, let's dive in. Let's get into it. So when you think of purpose, do you think purpose is something that we find or something that we create? 
I've thought a lot about this recently. And I have to say that I honestly think it's just something that needs to be acknowledged. Our purpose is there from birth, before we were knit in our mother's womb, before we were sent to this earth, God already created a purpose and put it inside us before we sent here. But we don't teach our spirits to seek how to seek after it. So I have this question that I was thinking about in regards to purpose. And it was, if you know you needed something, would you try to go get it? See, our flesh does that so naturally. At least we think it's naturally because we have been conditioned since birth. If you're hungry, you seek food. If you're tired, you seek rest. If you're cold, you seek warmth and so on and so forth, right? Our flesh knows how to go after what it needs. But our spirit hasn't been conditioned the same way, at least not as early in life and not as thoroughly in life. So we don't even know what our spirit needs. How do we try to meet those needs? I know that I need God in my life. I know I need Jesus in my life. And I definitely know that I need the Holy Spirit in my life here on earth because he's my advocate, right? But because I know my spirit needs this relationship with its creator, I began to seek him. And seeking him, I found that we all have this purpose here on earth. And without individually acknowledging our purpose, then we open the door to chaos because we have this void inside of us and it gets filled with our flesh-led desire. So we have to acknowledge that our spirit's purpose exists so that we can fulfill it. And that purpose for all of us, as it says in the Bible, as it says in scripture, is to love and obey God, worship him in spirit and in truth. And that has to be our overarching purpose. Once we get to a more specific purpose of like, okay, well, how do I do that? That's when it comes to our assignments. And I think that that is something that gets discovered along the road of fulfilling that first level of purpose. If you can't do the first level of purpose, if you can't honor God, love him, obey him, worship him in spirit and in truth, if you can't do those things, then how is he supposed to present to you the other portions of your purpose, which will be broken down through assignments on your life? I don't think that they are created or found. I think they just have to be acknowledged. And as you start to work in that acknowledgement, you'll start to see the different assignments be delivered to you or are tasked to you as you go along. I love that, Rima. And I couldn't agree with you more. Something that has been coming up for me over the past week during my quiet time and while I'm journaling is that it's really a simple formula. We do what the Bible says, which is seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? That's the first mm-hmm. thing, which you just said. And then after that, through seeking him, he reveals what's in our hearts, what's our deepest desire, that purpose from him. And then it's up to us to walk in obedience and act on it. I want to circle back to something that you said. You made a distinction between purpose and assignment. Yeah. Can you talk about that a bit more for our listeners? Yeah, Absolutely. I want to say that purpose is the overarching thing. So the purpose, love, obey, worship, honor, um, those are purpose. 
Yeah, once you got that part of purpose down, the next part of purpose is to be an example. So you want to be able to be an example and a representation of the kingdom. You want to show God's love. This is part of your purpose because we're all hands and feet of the same body of Christ, right? So the entire body has to represent that love. The entire body has to represent that forgiveness. The entire body has to uh, represent all the characteristics of what God stands for. But then your assignment is how you break down the body. So my entire body has to live that way. But my hands are to lift things, to write things, to carry things. My feet are to carry me places, to walk, to stand. My legs are to help me sit and to help me lift heavy weights. My neck is to be able to put me on a swivel. So we have different assignments as body parts, but the entire body has the same purpose. I think of that when it comes to raising children. My purpose is to be able to raise children who love the Lord, raise children who have faith and believe to put God first. That is my purpose as a mother. But my assignment breaks down differently based on the age of my children. As a baby, my assignment is not to teach my baby how to read the Bible, but my assignment might be to read the Bible to my baby so that they'll have that desire in them. My assignment to my nine-year-old may not be to teach him how to write his own devotionals, but maybe to teach him how to understand a devotional. The assignment shifts depending on the season of your life. And so besides just parenthood, because it comes in every different form. So when you say your career, okay, my career, I am a technician for a big technology company, and I basically fix computers. That is my career. I'm on assignment. Every time I walk into that building to make sure that the people that I interact with are getting a great experience from me, and the experience that they get from me is always going to be led with love. I'm always going to, you know, I pray with my customers, which is not very conventional. I share scripture with my customers, which is not very conventional. And sometimes they ask me, is it okay that you do this? And I tell them, I work for God. I don't work for this company. God placed me in this company so that I could represent him. He places me everywhere I go so that I could represent him and show who he is to the world. And so your purpose is an overarching theme, show up in a certain manner, but your assignment changes based on what God is calling you to do in that moment. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I love that because we're sent here to represent him. So when you're tempted to pop off (laughs) and respond (laughs) in a negative way to someone, you have to sit there and you have to think. It reminds me of when I was younger. I used to wear this bracelet. My grandmother got it for me and it said, what would Jesus do? Uh And that was like this visual, tangible reminder. But I don't wear that bracelet anymore. So now as an adult, it's up to me to step back and say, am I acting in a way that reflects God? Am I acting in a way that shows that I have his spirit within me? So I love that. Thank you for breaking that down for us. I think the important part of that is to understand when we say the representation, it's like not every person is going to be a prophet. Not every person is going to be an evangelist, but when somebody sees something that they're attracted to, they want to know, how do I get like that? If they see somebody that is constantly smiling, somebody that's constantly full of joy, 
when they see that, they say, how do you get that? Because that's not a common thing in our society. Our society is riddled with stress. Our society is riddled with anxiety. It's riddled with depression. There are people who can't seem to make ends meet, and they try to take all that blame onto themselves. And when they can step back and say, you know what, despite all this, I know that I belong to Christ, and I know that I belong to somebody who will always make sure that all my needs are met. When they're able to do that and be able to find joy, the people that don't have that, they'll start to get that little attraction. So what says to them, okay, yeah, I want to be like you. If you say, oh, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, I believe in God, and he, he is my savior, my Lord, he is my provider. If you say all these things, and yet you walk around always complaining, always bitter. If you react like that all the time, why would anybody want that in their lives? That's not attractive. You want to represent the kingdom for what it really is. And it's not a misrepresentation to have that joy. I don't want anybody to think that, oh, I gave my life to God, and all of a sudden there's no more challenges. All of a sudden, there's no more problems. I don't want anybody to be naive to think that all the problems disappear. But what you understand is that when God is on your side, those problems are not bigger than him. He has your back. You just have to show up for him and give all those things to him. So true. You touched on this a little earlier. How can you tell when you're living in purpose? What does that look like? The first thing is that there are prerequisites to being able to say you are living in your purpose. If you want to be able to fulfill all your assignments, if you want to be able to fulfill your larger purpose, it's going to require a lot from you. And you need to be well-equipped to be able to do that thing that God is calling you to do. And the reason why you have to be well-equipped is because you are going to come against obstacles and adversaries You are going to come against days of doubt. You are going to deal with days where the motivation is very scarce. Um, So it's going to start with a level of maturity. So you're going to need a level of maturity to keep, keep going. You're going to need discipline, which is something that has to be developed over time. It's important to recognize that discipline is not a thing that should come with a negative connotation. Discipline is something that just means I'm going to do this thing no matter how I feel because this is the thing that I was supposed to do. So it's going to require discipline. It's going to require humility. It's going to require humility because there are going to be times where who we are doesn't feel like what God is telling us that we are able to do, are supposed to do. And so we have to be able to humble ourselves before him. It's going to require flexibility because he might change the plan on us. Um, It's going to require patience. It's going to require endurance. It's going to require the ability to be submissive. So these are just some of the traits that you're going to have to develop within yourself to be able to say, yes, I'm living in my purpose. Because if you don't have those traits, the moment that something comes against you and you don't have humility, all of a sudden you won't do the thing that you're called to do because nobody's going to take your pride and nobody's going to stop you. The moment that you don't have that flexibility, if the path that you've been walking on for the last three years, all of a sudden 
get to change and you need to start walking in a different direction, if you don't have that flexibility, if you just want to say, no, I'm going to keep going, I'm never going to quit, I'm not going to give up because that's what people say, right? They say never quit. The flexibility that you need will sometimes tell you, hey, quit this thing because it no longer serves you and walk in this new direction. So you have to have all those traits. Once you know you've developed those traits, then you'll be able to see whether or not, okay, am I living in purpose because I have all these things down? And in that maturation process, it will help you to identify your micro purposes and your assignments. It will help you to understand your role and you'll start to feel it click. You'll start to feel it click. When you, when you do all those things, you'll start to feel it click and it'll be like eating cereal with a spoon instead of eating it with a fork. You eat it with a fork, something just doesn't feel right. Something just is not hitting. But when you are, have all those traits developed within yourself and you start eating your cereal with a spoon and you're getting all the things that you're supposed to get in every bite, then you'll realize, okay, I'm living in purpose. And then the next part of that is when you are able to say that even though I'm living in my purpose and I am on my assignment, I am also willing to know that if God changes the assignment, I'll turn this one in and get to work on the next thing. When you have those bases covered, you'll know you're living in your purpose. That's so powerful. So just to recap some of those prerequisites, you said maturity, discipline, humility, flexibility, patience, endurance, and submission. Correct. Did I leave any out? Nope, that's all of them. Okay, that's perfect. (laughs) So let's say we've gotten to a place in our relationship with God and we're mature. We are disciplined. We have our habits, our routines that he has helped us develop in order. We are humble, we're flexible, we're patient. We have that endurance muscle and we have submitted everything, our lives to him. I can see this micro purpose, but I still feel like there's something bigger. There's something more. How do you bring that out of yourself? And I think I know the answer but I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. (laughs) So I'm going to let you chime in. Okay. Now that you said that, I'm like, I hope I give the same answer that you were thinking. There's a couple of different things that you can do. So one, just on like the fleshly level, right? Take a step back, take a moment and look back over your life. So the one thing that I want us to understand is that God wastes nothing. So even when we weren't paying attention to him, He was paying attention to us because he knew that eventually we would turn out our gaze to him. And when we did, he wanted us to be prepared. And so when I say, take a step back, look back over your life. There is something that has started with you in childhood. The same way I said that you were sent here with a purpose. There was something that happened in your childhood that pointed you towards something. And if you take this step back and look at all these random dots, these random moments in your life, when you take a look at them and start to connect those dots, you'll recognize that none of it was really random. I'll give myself for an example. When I was in kindergarten, and I'll tell you, honestly, I did not remember this, but thanks to social media, I was able to catch up with a friend who I have not seen in almost 30 years Um, and they remembered this trait about me from kindergarten. And so they said, you were always the one who wanted to help the students understand what the teacher couldn't explain to them. So when the teacher was teaching something in kindergarten, 
if the kids didn't understand it, I jumped in. Oh, I'll explain it because I wanted to help break it down for them. I don't know if that's because my father was a teacher um, and I had that kind of mindset, but that started in kindergarten. And throughout my entire life, something that, um, you know, in high school, I remember seeing a girl crying and my natural instinct was to go to her, find out what was wrong and see how I can help her find her way back to a smile. All these things that I thought was just, you know, random moments of me wanting to help people understand, of me wanting to meet people where they were and take them to where they need to be. All these moments over my life were God giving me little nuggets to say, this is your purpose. This is your purpose. This is your purpose. And now as an adult, through the courses that I teach, through the mentoring that I offer, through the community that I have, I take those exact same qualities. I find a person, I meet them where they are, and I help them to get to where they need to be. I find ways to break things down to people in a way that they understand that maybe they heard the same lesson taught five, six different times by all these different people, but it never really resonated with them because they couldn't speak to them in a language that they understood. Those are my strengths, but those were things that were in me from childhood. So one portion of it is to look back over your life and see the things, remember the things, recall the things that have always been natural to you because God wants your purpose to feel natural to you. Even if the assignments stretch you, he's stretching you so that you can keep leveling up, but the purpose should feel natural. So that's one thing. Look back over your life and see what things connect. And then the second thing is always going to be my favorite thing. Read your Bible. Literally, read your Bible, study your Bible. And I can't tell you exactly, oh, this is the scripture that you should go to to understand. But as you read your Bible, I feel like everybody should read the entire Bible. I remember one time my husband asking me, do you think that you need to read your Bible every day? And my response to him was simply, do I need to speak to you every day? And it wasn't a thing of like trying to like taunt him, but it really was just the understanding that if I want a good relationship, then I have to communicate every day. And so the next thing after you look back over your life and see the things that have always stood out and felt natural to you is to get into your Bible, read it from cover to cover, read every book, study it. Because as you read your Bible, things will stick out to you. It's the one book that when you read it, it reads you. We will read the exact same scripture where different things will stand out to me than what stands out to you because God will be speaking to me in a different way. He'll highlight things to me in a different way than he'll highlight it to you because he wants you to understand what your assignment is through the scripture. So those are the two major things. Look back over your life, read and study your Bible. Love it. FYI, you got it right. (laughs) I knew you were going to point us back to the Bible. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one time I saw this like post that was saying, you know, when you feel distant from God, here's five things that you should do. And it listed out these five things. I'm not going to mention the five things that it was, but no one on there did it say read your Bible. And that baffled me because I know that the Bible sometimes may feel like an intimidating thing to read. Um, I tell anybody that I work with the same thing. There is no translation of the Bible that is holier than the next. Read the translation that you can understand, especially when you're getting started. Read the translation that you can understand. Meditate on that word. 
read different translations of the same scripture so that you could get a better understanding. But you have to read your Bible. If you want to hear from God, his living word is the most simplest, easiest way that we can hear from him is through his living word, the Holy Bible. So what do we do when we get to this point, Rima, where everything that you're saying sounds good? We feel like we've you know, checked a few boxes off of the tips and the suggestions that you've given us so far, but there's this resistance. What should we do if we encounter that? Go deeper. If we know anything about developing strength, we know that strength gets developed when somebody applies pressure to something and we push back on it. That push back on the thing that is trying to weigh us down is what develops our strength. And so I say go deeper. Learn something new. When you learn something new, it'll give you a new focus. It'll, it'll give you a new edge of excitement. And it's okay to take these breaks. I don't want anybody to ever feel like I'm overwhelmed with, you know, I'm always reading my Bible. I'm always worshiping. I'm always, you know, planning. I'm always doing these things. I'm praying every day and I just feel overwhelmed. And it's okay because there are so many different ways to honor and worship God. And rest is one of them. I think that we don't recognize that resting is really important when it says in Psalms 4610 to be still and know that I am God. That be still portion means that it's okay to just sit quietly. It's okay to not have to try to take on more. Just be still. Give yourself a moment to process everything that you've been going through. Give yourself a moment to process everything that you've learned. If you're always learning, then you're not applying what you've learned. You have to give yourself a moment to learn as much as you can, pause, stop, take a break, and then apply everything that you've already learned before you go back into that cycle of learning, resting, application. Also, you need to identify why it doesn't feel easy to you. Does it not feel easy because you're overwhelmed? Because if it is, then that's the first portion, that learn, rest, apply, repeat the cycle. If it doesn't feel easy to you to be obedient to God, if it doesn't feel easy for you to continue on your journey and your path to understanding what your purpose is and completing your assignment because you feel like you're always under attack of the enemy, then that's a different thing because now you're taking into consideration that you are feeling like what you're doing is not enough because the attacks keep getting bigger and stronger. So in those moments, when it doesn't feel easy, what you need to do is remember what the enemy is here for. The enemy is sent to still kill and destroy. Um, and he only comes to steal things from that are valuable. He only comes to kill things that he is afraid of. And he only comes to destroy things that will lead to breakthrough. So if you know that the reason why you are feeling like this isn't easy anymore is because you're under attack, know that the enemy is only attacking you because of how important what you're doing is. And in those moments, instead of just resting, you need to ask for strength. So I think it's really important to kind of figure out why it doesn't feel easy so that you can have a game plan on how to attach it. I can't run through all the different reasons why something wouldn't be easy, but I know that those are the two major ones. The two major ones is that you feel overworked or overwhelmed. So on those moments, rest. 
And then the other reason why it doesn't feel easy is because we feel like we're under attack. And in those moments, you need to ask for help in prayer. God, help me. Protect me from the attacks of the enemy. God, help me. Give me the endurance and the strength to continue on this assignment, even when it feels like I'm losing everything, when it feels like everything's breaking down and everything is coming against me. I know that this is bigger than me. So, Father, please give me what it takes to keep going. And when you ask God for help, he responds. So those are the two major ones, and those are the two ways that I will combat them. That was so powerful. You even gave us a prayer to add (laughs) to the blueprint. I am so grateful to you for your time today, Rima. I appreciate you. I thank you for sharing your gifts and the wisdom and knowledge that you've received from God with us today. With your permission, I'd like to create a few prompts just based off today's episode that we can share with the audience. So some of the questions that you shared that they can download. And then of course, visit your website to learn more. I would love for you to just tell listeners how they can follow up with you how they can find you and reach out to you online. First of all, thank you for having me. And I am glad if anything that I said today resonates and helps just one person, then I feel like I have completed another small assignment. If you would like to get in contact with me, the easiest way is to go to my landing page. It's www.darestfather.com, D-E-A-R-E-S-T-F-A-T-H-E-R.com. If you go there, it'll have links to my social media. I have a YouTube channel with a bunch of videos up there, just kind of teaching. It'll give you the opportunity to join my community where I teach every Tuesday on a different lesson. And it'll give you a breakdown of some of the courses. Um, You'll send me an email from there and we can talk about consultation. But that's the easiest way to get in contact with me through my landing page, www.dearestfather.com. Perfect. I was sitting here (laughs) taking notes (laughs) from Rima. So go to her website. Um, Like she said, you can book a consultation and just go deeper. You can share your specific challenges around purpose or maybe that resistance with her and she could deep dive with you even more. So highly recommend her. Can't recommend her enough. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Special thanks to the listeners for taking time out of their day to listen to us. And you can find all the links and everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe for notifications about future episodes. I hope today's episode inspired you, reassured you, helped change your outlook, or encouraged you to take one step closer towards your more. If today's episode blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend. Please also consider leaving a review to help us reach more women just like you. Before you go, I have to give you one final reminder, and it's this. You are loved. You are a child of God, and you are meant for more.